This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. So good to be in the house of the Lord. I, I hope that in the annals of heaven where it's written about me, that the same thing was written about Jesus says, as was his custom on the Sabbath day, he was in the synagogue and stood up to read. Amen. Uh, a custom is something that I believe is uh, repetitive. It's something that we're known uh, by. I've, I've really grown accustomed to coming to uh, the house of God. How about you? And I know, you know, the last couple of years that's been challenging. There are those that, you know, uh, um, you know, willingly or unwillingly uh, are not able uh, to physically come. But I'll tell you, uh, there's, uh, there's something about having done everything to stand, to stand there for. Amen. To not let the devil have or fear have the final say so. In your life, to not let our our feelings override our faith, but our faith override our feelings. To not let the culture uh, and the conditions, the situations of the day dictate to us, but that we are people that through us, the kingdom comes. And we see the will of God being done in the the earth today. Amen? Amen. And the gathering uh, together is an important part uh is an important part of that amen whether near or far uh again as we say you know uh there's not a condemnation but there should be a conviction purpose in our own heart what our pro- what and where our priorities lie where that is concerned amen we're going to look at some uh week 4 uh of our uh missions uh emphasis and uh, this is a priority. Uh, it's the right project out of the right priority. You notice it's not, we're doing this right here at the first of the year. Because this, if you want to know Passion Church uh, heart and culture, what we're all about, it is the mission. It is the co-mission, the great co-mission where we partner with God with what is closest to his heart. And wouldn't you say saying that missions, people for his life. You know, you'll hear us say this uh, uh, throughout the years that we've been here because God put this in our heart. The roots go down deeper in that. The fruit reaches further now than uh, ever. But we've always had this heart cry, people for our life. Because Jesus wanted people for his life. He was willing to exchange his life. Uh, for our lives and we as following his example in what God has called each and every one of us to do which is what be a worshiper and a witness but we want the end result of that is that that's not live selfishly just for ourselves me and my four and no more I'm okay hope you hope you will be too no we want uh, to uh, do everything that we can use all that we are Every opportunity that God provides us, every platform uh, in this life, we are very purposed. Every step 
uh, that we take in each and every day, that those arrows are all pointing in the same direction, serving the same uh, purpose, that one day when we stand before God, we will not stand there alone. We will have more to show for our life than just ourselves. I think that's the the example of Jesus. I think that's one to follow. You want to start off? Oh. Yeah, go ahead. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just come to you right now and we say, Lord, help us, God, to speak your heart. Let yes, them hear Lord. your heart cry today, God. Let the words that go forth, God, be planted deep, deep in their hearts, God. We thank you, God, for the revelation and igniting like never before for your heart for missions. And we thank you, God, that lives will be touched and changed, God, because your word always brings life and hope and change. And we thank you for that in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. So like Pastor said, we're on our last one to give like Jesus, but the whole uh, premises of February has been becoming like Jesus. Jesus. Amen. You know, it was the epitome. uh, Jesus was the epitome of giving. He gave everything. He gave his very life for you and for me. You know, to the unlovable, the untouchable, the neediest of all, God gave himself to them that he so loved, that he demonstrated it in his giving. It was not just what he said, it was what he did. He gave all that he was and all that he is that he had for us. He gave it all. You know, we should seek to be like him, to give like him, to give of ourselves. you know, whether it's personally, possessions, whatever God speaks in our hearts, because whenever we give something away, God always gives back better. Mm -hmm. And he gives back more than what we had before. He wants us to practice about giving to the hurt, to the broken, to the loss of humanity. You know, Jesus gave his life for you and for me. In um, Mark 10, oh, now I lost my scripture here, sorry. Mark 10. 45 and the amplified some reason there we go mark 10 45 and the amplified for even the son of man did not come to be served but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many see i think sometimes we forget or we don't want to really hear that scripture you know that he came to serve. And so if we're supposed to be like Jesus, what are we supposed to be doing? Serving. Serving God and serving his people. And the other one I want to share with you is John fifteen thirteen. Is that fifteen thirteen? Mm-hmm. Uh, in the Amplified also. No one has greater love nor stronger commitment than to lay down his own life for his friends. Jesus literally laid down his life. But you know, here we can lay down our life by being a witness, by praying, by serving in God's house, by giving to God's house, by giving in missions. That is a way that we're able to give and to lay down our life. When we give of our time and our monies, 
You know, those are very special things uh, uh, for God. But no greater, no greater has no man ever done but to lay down his life. But he gave us mercy and grace and forgiveness. And how much more do we need to show that to one another? You know, and sometimes that's the hardest thing to do first, to forgive your own self. To have mercy on our own self sometimes because we can be our biggest critic. And then what does that do? That stifles then what God wants to do because what we're saying is, God, I don't believe that you really loved me enough that you can forgive me. I don't believe that you loved me enough that you can do this for me or that you can help bring me up out of this pit, that you can deliver me from that bondage. When we don't trust God, what we're really saying then is we don't believe he can do it. And we don't really believe in his love. So if we can receive his love, then you'll begin to walk in mercy and forgiveness and being bro- things being broken over your life like never before. And then be able to go and tell and be able to share what God has done for you. Amen. I like how you read in the Amplified Bible where it said, no greater love, but it also said, or or stronger commitment. You know, there's such a shallow and surface, you know, uh, when people say, I love you, to one another, sometimes even to the Lord, uh, not not just outside of the church, but in the church. You know, love is shown by the commitment. You know, the Lord, um, you know, when, when Adam and Eve messed up, it didn't change God's commitment. Matter of fact, I think, he, you know, the roots went down deeper. Uh, because right out of the gate, he goes, I'm going to get you back. I'm not giving up on you, you know. That's the kind of, you know, when we make a, a, a commitment uh, to the Lord. Or you make a commitment to our brothers and sisters. We make a commitment to uh, one another. Um, you know, that uh, love is, is the strength of that commitment. You know, sometimes you just stay in it because you've chosen to love the way that God loves. See? And... You know, how he loves is all the way through. Unfailing love, completely committed love. You know, through the good, through the bad, through the thin, through the thick of it, uh, God stays with it. And that's the way that we are, you know, faith, the Bible says, we're about to make a faith promise or a faith commitment, is, uh, you know, faith works by love, Mm -hmm. see? And what will work uh, uh, when you when you see God work, you're seeing love at work. That unfailing, completely committed, strong, strongest commitment. No greater love, no no stronger commitment than the Lord committed to see our highest good. And He knows that our highest good is is becoming like Him. Uh, and our, 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 to live a life of love is to live a life of giving. You know, now, uh, you know, fullness then overflow. There has to be a receiving. You, we must be blessed, and we are. But then we take it one step further, and we become a blessing. And that really is the real promotion. You know, uh, it's not praying from the place of God, bless me more and more, and us, you know, 
upping the measure. It's, it's being faithful in the measure that we have. And then God, God changes the measure because we're faithful in the little. He makes yes. us a ruler over yes. much. See? If we're faithful with the, in, in the blessing that he blesses us mm-hmm. with, the empowerment to prosper, if we, if we become giver, givers in that, manage all of that well, uh, then God will promote us. God will promote us. God will enlarge our heart, and he will also enable and empower our hand. Yes, yes. It, it goes, it, they go together, the heart and the hand, but the heart is what's most mm-hmm. important. The next one is, uh, what do we have to give? We see what Jesus gave his all. It says, what do we have to give? Uh, there's a... a uh, examples in the Bible, and there's scriptural references uh, to those. They're all scriptural uh, examples of the poor widow with the two mites, the uh, little boy and his lunch, the uh, ex-prostitute uh, Mary. Uh, what a story that is. We don't have time for the, uh, all of that. The sacrifice of her costly perfume. A year's labor. Yes. I mean, a year's labor, a year's income that wouldn't be any different than today. Um, you know, uh, you might say, well, that couldn't have been that much back then. It was a year's labor. It was a year's living. Yes. It, it was whatever the cost of living was. It's still relative. Mm-hmm. Is whatever it costs us to live today. It was still it, what it costs her to live that day. It was a whole year. Mm-hmm. Now that's a that's an extravagant and a significant seed. Yes. Amen. Yes. And now uh, you know that's she she gets very honorable mention. So does the widow with two mites. The Bible says about the widow with two mites. It was all she had. Mm-hmm. It was her all. Yes. Yes. It was a significant seed, a significant offering that didn't really, wasn't measured by man's measure, but it was measured by God. She said she gave her all. Both gave their best. Both gave their best. You know, to live in God's best would require, uh, there's a, it, the, that would be the reward of living in God's best, would require a seed of our best. If we bring God less than the best, read in the Old Testament, when we bring God less than the best, he knows that. Amen. But when we give our best, which, which is what? It's a level of trust. Faith is actually just simply a level yes. of trust yes. in God. Amen. I'll give you those uh, references. We don't have time to read all those scriptures, uh-huh. but if you'd like to look them up, so you know, if you're taking notes, uh, you can go to Mark 12. In 42, you can look up John 6, 9 through 12, and you can do John 12, verse 3, and Mark 14, verses 3 through 8. Helps to give you some examples there, and it's good for us to see examples so we can remember what we're doing. Amen? To be scriptural, you really need some scriptures. And, you know, now listen. Uh, we chuckle at that, but uh, you know today it's amazing how how little scripture is required by modern day the modern day church, and how really really scripturally not knowing uh, 
uh, we are. And, you know, uh, that's to our detriment. The Bible says my people perish for a lack of knowing. Yes. Knowing what? The truth of God's word. The word of God. Having a working knowledge of the word. This is our connection with God. Complete connection with God is taking God at his word. Yes. Is knowing the word of God. Our, our complete interaction with God uh, is based on the word of God. Even, even living out of the voice of God... You have to have a point of reference. The voice of God is tested by the word of God. The ruler we use for any voice, because there are a lot of voices, but the ruler that we use for any voice, and we must live out of the voice of God. But it's, it's tested by, against the word of God. And most of the time, you know, the Lord knows his word. He'll give you scriptural reference, more than one if you ask him. If you demand that. Amen. There's a reason why you come to church. I know you're here to be pretty and to look cute. Okay. But it, and, and you are pretty. You are cute. Honestly. You know. And you're looking good. But you know. And, and I know you come to feel good. And didn't we feel the presence of God a moment ago? And isn't there just like one of those, uh, I love his wraparound presents. Uh, you know, they had those heavy blankets now <laughs> that, uh, uh, that they wrap you up, just like a baby in swaddling clothes, so to speak, wrapped up tight. They're comfortable where that's concerned. The wraparound presence of God yes. is here in this house. And the Spirit of God is settled upon us. Why? To reveal his word, to take from the things that are his yes. and to show them unto us. The main reason you and I need to come to the house of God is not just to hear words, but to hear the word that God is speaking that's truth to our heart. How you know you're in the right place is that God's speaking into your heart and you hear him. And what's he speaking? He's speaking his plan, his purpose, his plans. He's speaking your future. There are a lot of of teachers. Are you listening? But you know, the Bible says uh, few few, uh, fathers. And we could add to that mothers. Amen. Your Your mom and daddy love you enough to tell you the truth lovingly. Where the neighbors, you know, uh, it might not be profitable for them to tell you the truth because they need you to do something for them. And if they hurt your feelings, it would, you might not do that. Amen. Well, I'll tell you here, you know, uh, the Lord loves us enough and we love you enough as spiritual mom and dad in this place to tell you the truth in love. Amen. And you'll know his voice. See, it's in our voice. Your shepherds, you'll know the voice of the shepherd through your shepherds as they speak into your life. And and I'll tell you what, now sheep need a shepherd. You need a shepherd. And the difference between a, 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 a real shepherd and a hireling is when trouble comes, the you know, the hirelings leave. We've had you know, people that help us under shepherd in this, but when trouble comes, you know, they're in it for themselves. Amen. Hallelujah. We ain't going nowhere. This is where the Lord assigned us. And we got this kind of, you know, just be faithful. Having done all to stand, stand. And not going nowhere. Amen. Unless the Lord says so. And you know, I'm inclined to believe. I know that a lot of people say the Lord... <laughs> The Lord told me to come. The Lord told me to leave two weeks later. You know, I'm going to tell you what now. You know, the Lord ain't told you nothing. 
you know. Are you listening? Hallelujah. Glory to God. You need, you need to get somewhere long enough where you can sit still long enough to hear the leaves rustling. You just got wind blowing through there. Understand? We need to get some substance in between there. Get something that can stick a little bit. Amen. My sister-in-law says my favorite color is clear. No, <laughs> pick one, stay with, and stay with it. You want to read this, Miss Sandy? Here, this right here, and then we'll I'll read the scripture. So do what you can do, Amen. Do what you can do in your service, your time for God. No matter what it is. Remember, we talked about that everybody, you know, should be doing something in the house of God. You know, uh, and everything that everyone does is so important, whether it's greeting at the door, whether it's helping, you know, uh, clean the church, whether it's being an usher, whether it's servicing with the, you know, in the background, helping, you know, making sure that things are done in order, uh, taking care of the small children, taking care of the bigger children, the the babies, all of that is so important, worshiping, you know, uh, uh, to God, you know, up here on the platform, you know, uh, doing a small group, no matter what we do, we all should be given something to God in God's house. You know, God needs all of us, but our service is very important. You know, our talents and our gifts, you know, and sometimes, you know, people say, well, I'm not called to do that, but until maybe you a position opens to where you think you're called, do whatever needs to be done. That's what a willing and obedient servant does. They come in and say, where do you need help? Not, well, here are my qualifications. I know this is going cross-grain. Here's my qualifications. This is what I can and will do. Well, maybe we don't have an opening there right now, but boy, we got a whole lot over here and here. Mm -hmm. Can you help here? And a servant's heart will say, sure. Mm -hmm. Use me wherever you need me. Use me. You and know, that's sin. the way our hearts should be. How many times have we met with people that came in and told us about their talent and, you know, how good they are and this is what they feel called. But, you know, uh, a lot of times they'll say, well, that's wonderful, you know, but let's start here, you know. Well, I feel like that God has really put this ministry in my heart, you know. And see, they're not willing to sweep the floor. They just want to sit at the president's desk. But, you know, it's required first. If you're not willing to sweep the floor, you cannot be qualified uh, to sit at the president, uh, the CEO of the company. And I'll tell you why. Because you're not a servant. A servant says what needs doing, I'll do that. You know, you know uh, uh, just getting your foot in the door. Your gift will make room for you. But people just expect, you know, say this big display of, you know, don't never brag about yourself. Let yourself show. Your faith. Show yourself faithful to God. He'll do the promoting. Because before you're going to be given much, you will be given just a little and see what you do with that. Amen? Whoa, boy, I'll tell you what now. You know, uh, you, know you want God to send your ministry all around the uh, world. There's a wonderful platform right here. You can walk through that door, you know, as a sinner. Get saved. 
Get filled with the Holy Ghost. Sit in the seat. Get prepared and get trained. And immediately, I mean next Sunday, you know, you can start giving to missions and you're involved in what God's doing, a partnership. However, you know, that's got to grow. That has to be developed in your, uh, in your life. Why? Because pride is a, a, is a, <laughs> pride is the pen that will pop your balloon every time. You won't get very far at all. And I mean, old pride will come out and you'll sabotage your own self. Amen. Not God many willing to pay, play second fiddle. They weren't the first chair. But, God, you know, you've you got to learn to play second fiddle. And so. God always rewards faithfulness. Yes, he Amen. does. But it's when required. you come in with your talents, like Pastor saying, uh-huh. what your heart should be is, you know, yes, I may be this and I may have this, but, you know, wherever you want to use me, use me. Uh-huh. And that's what we're trying to say, that a servant's heart will say, but where do you need me? Uh-huh. This is whatever I can do if you ever uh-huh. need to use these gifts and talents that I have but where do you need me and then God is the exalted one God will promote you and I'll tell you you'll feel a whole lot better about yourself and you'll be a lot more blessed because you came in with that willing and obedient servant heart of use me where you need me and then God will do the promoting humility the Bible says comes before honor humility and humility is yes acknowledging that you know, I mean, there's never going to be a greater one than you. God made you uniquely you, specifically for a purpose. You you are graced and gifted by God. However, that needs to be submitted to God. There's not a greater one than Jesus. And Jesus took this form of a servant upon himself and served the purpose of God. See, not to be exalted, not all that. You know, he wasn't that way. He still isn't that day. He's humble, the Bible says, and meek and lowly of heart. See, humble, submitted, completely committed to the will of God and willing to do uh, and willing to do whatever was necessary, whatever God asked him to. And that's the, it's the heart of the thing, see. We live in a world of self-promotion, of self-gratification, of self-exaltation. Look at me. See? And and the kingdom is totally opposite. You know, how many times you used to think about, you know, well, Jesus, why did you heal people? And then he said, don't tell nobody. And then he would do things and he would slip away quietly before anybody would notice him. Why? Because he was wanting to show them it's God. It's the Father. It's not. It wasn't about him. He made it about the Father, and he made it about the people that he was, that he was serving. Amen? And, you know, that's the, that really is a faith that's working, uh, that's working by love. But before honor comes, humility comes. Listen, the Lord knows where you are. He knows who you are. He knows uh, what he created you to do, and, and you're his workmanship. But until we learn, see... You know, that it's not this, it, it really is not the limelight and the spotlight. That, one, that needs to be on him. He's the only star where this thing is concerned. And that's the truth. And be good with that. You know, be comfortable in our own skin. That, you know, uh, like the little boy with the starfish. Remember, there was, they were washed up on the beach and the tide went out and he's walking along, throwing them back in there because they were stranded on the sand. And this, all-knowing adult came along and said, you know, uh, do you really think, 
you know, you're making a difference. And he chunked another one out there back in the water. And he said, do you really think you're making a difference? The little boy picked another one up and he said, well, to this one I am. You can't do everything, can't be everything, but to this one. You know, my dollar matters, my time, my talent, my treasure matters, especially when it's done in service. God is not unfaithful to forget your faithfulness to him. It is required. Everybody say required. It is required first. Everybody say first. Of a servant to be found faithful. Found faithful. You know, well, I. You know, uh, there's some things that it's like, and where the purpose of God is concerned, it's something, like, it's not a week, it's not a month, it's not even a year. See? It's, you know, sometimes it's years until that moment comes. There are examples through the Bible, there are examples, living examples in this room. Okay? Of, of your destiny requires that you have a sense of God's time and his timing, and you never will have that apart from faithfulness. And making today line up with all the other days towards forever. These are powerful Amen. things. And, you know, when re- if you can remember this, and I think this will help all of us, is that when... When we say, when we come to God and we say, okay, God, just use me wherever. Mm-hmm. Even if it's not, quote, what I feel you've called me to do at this time or my talents, but use me. Do you ever think that maybe God's saying, yes, I need to use you right here, right now, because there's someone there mm-hmm. where you're going to volunteer. Maybe it's in the children. Maybe it's, you know, greeting, ushering. Maybe it's helping out with a small group, but it's where you're going to volunteer. There's someone in there that I'm going to connect you with. Maybe there's someone watching your life, mm-hmm. and I'm going to use this by you volunteering over here. See, if we get it off of me and just say, God, just use me, I'm telling you there's things that God has already set up that, see, we don't see and don't understand. So never think, well, must be I missed my calling or God's never going to use me. No, he's going to use you, but for right now, there's a purpose or a person. See, if we put a face to it, there's a person that apparently God maybe needs you to touch first. Amen. So when we say, what can I do, you know, we give of our time and our talents, and we also give of our monies, you know. Our treasure. You know, uh, those monies that God has given us faithfully, we pay of our tithes. We give offerings, and we give to missions. And when we do that, I'm telling you, it's a total package that things come back into our lives spiritually, physically, and financially, you know. So it's things that money can't buy. So, you know. When you sow a seed and when you give to missions on purpose, attach your faith to that thing and say, God, I'm believing that in obedience first, you know, I want to give to this area or I want to give to missions, but I would love to do this, but I don't have it right now. But God, if you give it to me, I'll give. And also that I'm believing that in the return of my seed sowing, this is the harvest I'm expecting off of that. Attach your faith to it. Don't just throw it out there. Attach your faith to when you sow seed. I don't care if you're sowing seed to the baptism or fixing the roof. When you sow a seed, you go, I'm believing a harvest for. And if there's a certain thing that God has spoken to you, maybe it's for your house or repairs on your home. Maybe it's to buy a home or build a home. You know, when you give to missions, be, you know, say, 
Put it on there. This is, you know, I'm believing for this in, in, in return. But I'm going to tell you, the greatest treasure of all is after we do all them things, then go tell. Go let your life tell the story of God's goodness. Go tell. But that remember, now locally you can tell. But how you're telling globally is when you give from your pocket. Because you can't physically go to all the nations of the world that we're supporting right now. You can't go there, but your money can. And your money's enabling our missionaries over there to do all the works, to preach the gospel, and not just do spiritual things, but to also do physical things, you know. Helping orphanages, feeding, clothing, you know, uh, putting in wells, wells. you know, Mm -hmm. giving clean water, Mm -hmm. building training centers, building churches. All of your monies are enabling Mm -hmm. someone else to do that. So you are going into all the world Mm -hmm. when you give of your money. And money is simply a medium of exchange. You know, money is for ministry. Money is not, it is the supreme treasure of the world. But it's not our treasure. I'll tell you what, what, what is my greatest treasure. If, it, if I want people for my life, and that people are the greatest treasure, ask God. Yes. He said, they're not redeemed with silver or gold, but by the precious blood of Jesus. I mean, he gave his highest and his best where that's concerned, that silver and gold couldn't mm-hmm. touch it. And silver and gold are, represent the highest forms of, of treasure or mediums of exchange in here. But I'll tell you, if people for our life is that, then what's the greatest treasure uh, for me in my life is the truth. I thank God somebody came and spoke the truth of God's word to me, God's plan, showed God's purpose, told me the truth about Jesus, told me the truth about myself. That I needed Jesus. Apart from Jesus, I would be lost forever. See, the truth. Now, everybody ought to have the opportunity to have that greatest treasure presented to them and make a choice for themselves. It's a treasure or trash for you. But the greatest treasure is truth. Well, when we're talking about the gospel, we're not just talking about some self-help program or something that might make you feel better for a little while. We're talking about something that's true treasure that will change your yes. eternal destiny. Yes. And I'll yes. tell you something, knowing the truth, you can take all this other stuff, you have all the money, all the material goods, but if I got the truth in my heart, that'll come back. Yes. I can get all that back and more, mm-hmm. better the next time. It's the truth that's the highest treasure. Oh, I might want to talk to somebody today that you've let the devil trash. Are you listening? Trash this treasure. See, you're substituting a lie for the truth that will set you free. If you didn't get anything more than that today for your own self and live in the fullness of that and get an overflow into the nations of the world... Uh, you couldn't keep you from coming in this house. Because I'm going to tell you, in this house, we gonna we are after the one who tells us the truth. Who always and ever is faithful and true. Jesus is going to be wearing a vest for those of you. I hope you make it now. I mean, I really do. But I'll tell you what now. We can fix that from a hope to a no right now. 
All you have to do is accept the treasure that Jesus had by telling you the truth. If you are a sinner, you have been saved by grace. Believe the love that God has for you. Do it right now. Open up your heart. Give Jesus your life. Let's pray this simple prayer. Jesus, I'm ready. I'm done with the world. I'm done with the devil. I'm done with the lies. I'm ready to follow you. You come into my heart and be my Lord. I believe you're washing me clean right now by the blood. I'm cleansed by the blood. I am now the righteousness of God. Jesus, you're my Lord. Now, if you prayed that prayer, congratulations. Your life is about to go in a different direction. Your life is about to change significantly. But I'm going to tell you something else here now. There's some folks in this house that you need to shake yourself and wake yourself up in just a minute because there are none of God is here to break that junk off of you. You better get a wake up call and wake up to the word of the living God. In our lives that is supreme. Why? Because the truth is the ultimate reality. God just tell me the truth. Just tell me the truth and let me decide. See? You got a bunch of Oh, I tell you, God, break every relationship, break every liar. I let every man and every devil be a liar in the name of Jesus. You want to be a beast? Let me tell you something. You know, that's what the devil's called, the beast. I mean, Jesus is something else. Amen. Settle for the measurements of men. Get up into the measurements of God, which is the eternal truth of God's word. Hallelujah. Let me say one more thing. Your platform and your position in life is to serve the purpose of people for your life. That's true prosperity. That's what true prosperity is. Amen. If I want people for my life, if that's the treasure that I will one day present to him, the rewards one day, like, I'm going to follow the four and twenty elders. Yeah. The, all the crowns of, and, and glory and honor God gave to them, they fall down at his feet and throw it at his feet. Say, it all belongs to you. Now, you know, everything you did for me, you know, and that I'm going to get credit, that me doing something for you, here it all belongs to you because it all came yeah. from you. It's yeah. all for you. Yes. Oh, hallelujah. Say this with me. Say, I am, I am. here. Only for the glory of God. The Bible says that we would bear much fruit. What's the fruit you want for your life? Fruit, people for your life, the precious fruit. Amen. Yeah, let me read this. Uh, it says, God, uh, Genesis 1. <laughs> I like doing this. This is a lot of fun. Amen. People get to see how correctable I am. <laughs> oh, boys, get you a good woman, one that'll tell you the truth in love. Smile while you're saying, aren't you going to do that? Genesis 1, 28, Amplified Bible. Actually, 26 says, God said, let us, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, make mankind in our image after our likeness and let them have complete authority. Say, I have complete authority. I have been given permission to rule and reign, to have dominion, to be blessed, and to be a blessing. I was meant for this. God made me for this. I'm going to do this. It says over everything. Now listen. It says, so God created man in his own image. Look at your neighbor and tell him, say, man, you're looking better than you have ever looked in your life. 
you're looking like God. <laughs> Made man his own image and the image likeness of God. He created him male and female. He created them and God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth and subdue it using, listen, using all its vast resources in the service of God and man and have dominion. Okay, the blessing is so that we can use all of earth's vast resources, your time, your talents, your gifts, and your callings. God has empowered you with the blessing and enabled you to have wisdom, knowledge, understanding, abilities to use earth's vast resources. Not all of it, but some of it. Just some of it. George Washington Carver wanted to know the secrets of the universe. And the Lord said, that's just too big for you, little man. And he said, well, he said, well, you know, tell me something. And the Lord said, how about let's start with the peanut. And he changed the world with what God gave him, a knowledge and understanding with one thing. A, bat, a peanut. Oh, you laugh, don't you? You love Skippy. You know you love Peter Pan. You know. Planters is your friend. You, but you know, you know what I'm saying? Let's let Pastor Sandy make some peanut butter squares or something like that. I mean, out here, popular. But all of the things that came out of that, it said that the Congress was going to give him like 10 minutes and like a couple hours later once he started talking about it. It changed. It, it, it absolutely changed the face uh, of economies. Uh, of of life, well, one man just saying, "God, use me." God, I I want to know and understand. God sometimes has to redirect. I sense that there's a redirection in this house of energy and focus and and things where where we've got all of these things, but God just says, "Let's talk about this one thing," and that one thing can change everything. In your life and then through your life and other people's lives. How many of you uh, uh, qualify for that? You want some of that? Put your hand up right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, the power of focus, that faith that would be focused where you speak specifically of the one thing in Jesus' name that they are maybe troubled over, that they are struggling with right now. But Lord, that there's an inclination and a proclivity in their heart and in their mind and in their life toward that thing. But Lord, I thank you that you have purposed specifically to do something about that one thing that I declare in agreement with you and them that will be more of an alignment for their assignment and that it will change everything in Jesus' name. Amen. Now you understand spiritually that we get a seed. And then it must be developed. It has to find good ground in our heart. I said it has to find. How many of you good ground people in this house? Oh, I am. Oh, I'm hundredfold. Well, I'd be happy with 30 in some of the areas of my life. Are you listening? I'm looking at the weed patch in some areas. I'd be happy with just 30-fold this year. 30, 60, and 100. We don't get to 100 immediately. We've got to be willing to start at 30. But 30 times would be quite an increase, better than the stock market, amen. All right, let's go forward. So the rewards of giving of our time and our talents and our monies, like we said, the best reward is that we have people for our lives. Mm -hmm. You know, you may not even see some of the results down here, but you have eternal rewards in heaven. 
that when you get up there and stand and the Father says, well done, faithful servant. Now turn around, turn around and look at all of the lives that you Mm -hmm. had a part in changing. Amen. Amen. In Philippians 4.19, in the Amplified, it said, And my God will liberally supply, fill until full your every need according to his riches Mm -hmm. in Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. Liberally. Fill until full. I don't know if you know what that means. That means to overflow. Mm -hmm. To where the more you give out of your time and your energy and your money, God is going to liberally supply every area of our lives, spirit, soul, and body, that you have more than enough for you and to give away in every area of your life, blessed to be a blessing. And I don't know about you, but, you know, having people for my life is is one of the greatest rewards you could ever have. And then all the other benefits that come along with it are just extra. That God gives us a good life, a healthy life, a blessed life. Amen. Meeting all of your needs abundantly so that you can be blessed and going and helping others. I mean, think about it. Having peace and joy in your home, all of that's attached to being a giver. And especially when we give missions. The blessing flows into the bucket that's determined to be a blessing, to become a blessing, and to be a blessing. The, the fullness comes to the heart that says, I want, I, is willing and obedient to overflow. We need to change our paradigm here and, and shift over into the glory of the latter versus the former. Yes, we need to be blessed, but now Listen, when we're blessed to the fullness, why? So we can be a full blessing. Amen. You know, incorporating God. You know, I need to pay my mortgage. I need to pay my car payment. I need to pay my bills. We need to have people for our life. We need to participate in God's eternal 401k plan. We need to lay up treasure, not, not uh, on the earth, but in heaven. Yeah. The stuff I have here needs to be more than toys. It needs to be tools that help me to accomplish the purpose of God. Amen. 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 That the reason why I need gas for my car is so that I can go to the farm and, or, or go to this place or to a place of business or work. And I can, do, I can trade my time and talent and all of that so that I have seed to sow Amen. to be a blessing. Knowing this, that God's not unfaithful. He watches that. He sees the faithfulness in it. He sees where my heart is headed. And he's going to enable and empower my hand. In a greater measure. Amen. Get a greater heart measure. Include God in the must pays. I need to move along here. You know, we ain't got time to talk about budget stuff. But, you know, the must pays are, you know, it is what it is. This has got to be done. See? You know, where God is concerned, must pays are the commission. The mission is, is the top of the thing. He goes, now, everything else, you know, I got that handled. But now, this right here is a top priority and the highest project. Uh, I want to read out of uh, um, uh, 2 Corinthians 9. Can you spare five more minutes? Amen. 
uh, he's talking about offerings. It says, uh, verse number nine, Second Corinthians, chapter, uh, the ninth chapter. This, this for me, this is if you have a chapter for your life, if you have verses for your life. You know, uh, we have a few, but this is one that I have. This is one, like Lord, I, I need to. You know, the Lord assigns something, and you just keep looking at it, and looking at it, and looking at it, and listening for God to tell you, and listening for God to show you the information. It starts there, but it needs to become a revelation, and needs to stay with it till it finds an application in our life. Amen? Well, in this, he's talking about, he says, now about the offering that is to be made for the saints, God's people in Jerusalem is quite superfluous that I write to you. He said, I'm quite acquainted with your willingness, your readiness, and your eagerness to promote it. Now, then he goes down and he says, I, I'm going to remind you about that this is according, this is seed sowing. This is the law of sowing and reaping. He said, the one that sows sparingly will reap that way. The one that sows generously will reap that way. But he said, he qualifies it down here. He said, let each one, verse 7, as he has made up his own mind and purpose in his heart. Not reluctantly or sorrowfully or under compulsion where people are putting, preachers are putting pressure on you, this or that. See, you know, not an obligation, but out of a revelation. For God loves, he takes pleasure and prizes above other things and is unwilling to abandon or to do without a cheerful, joyous, prompt to do it giver whose heart is in his giving. Well, how's our heart get in our giving? We, we find the heart of God. We know his why. Yeah. We understand his why. We understand that the, the who of God. See? You and others. Amen. We, we understand the plan. Say this. I need to understand, I need to understand. His, plan. his plan. See, the plans he has are to prosper you. Yes. Yes. But we need to understand that plan. The Bible says in all of your getting, get understanding. Say, Lord, help me, help me understand your plan. Your plan. Now, you don't need to understand everything about flying a 727. You just need to understand if I get my ticket and, I get, and I, my boarding pass and I get on there, thank God the pilot has, knows where we're going. Yeah. <laughs> the pilot's been, been exceptionally trained, and I'm going to trust that all is well. Amen? Are you listening? So that answers the question about, well, how am I going to get from here, you know, to that other nation? Well, the pilot knows how, but I need to do my part. Yes. I only have to have enough understanding for my part. Amen? Amen. I can't tell you the number of times I pray. Now, God, how does what I'm doing today, how does this connect? Is this a dot that, that the dots are connecting for people for my life? That this is going to honor and glorify you and that, and that there's going to be people in heaven because of what I do today. Today in my everyday ordinary life as a worshiper and as a witness, you know, for you. That there's a connectivity with the kingdom coming and God, your will being done. And boy, I'll tell you what now. You know, you don't have to understand all of that. But if you're willing and obedient to to open our heart and to say, God, show me, God, teach me. Eventually, you get enough of the dots connected, you get start getting the bigger picture. And you talk about fulfillment and satisfaction in your life. I want to tell you, some of you are so unhappy because you got too much of you on your mind all the time. 
Now we can laugh at ourselves in that right, you know, but but we we really need to be challenged to change, you know. Maybe it would be worthwhile that God shows you somebody that needs, you know, you got it good compared to them. What can you give? What can you do to be some help to them? No, you can't do everything. You can't be God to them, but you can show God to yes, them. Yes. Show some love. Amen. Be a cheerful, prompt to do it giver. Well, you can love your neighbor as yourself saying, what if that was me? I would want someone to tell me the truth. I would want someone to help me. I would want to, like it says this, it says, and, I like this and. You know, and is an increase. It ties two things together. It says, when God finds someone who understands the plan, gets our heart in agreement and alignment with the assignment. It says, and God is able. Oh, we're going to get over into the ability of God. A faith promise is about what God is able to do. Not what we're, just what we are, have, uh, uh, what we have chosen to believe that he can do. Faith is, is faith in him and his ability more than just our ability. And God is able to make all grace. Everybody say grace. grace. Now this grace is determined. Every favor, earthly blessing come to you in abundance so that you may always and under all circumstances, whatever the need, be self-sufficient, possessing enough to require no aid or support and to furnish in abundance for every good work and charitable donation. Let me give you an interpretation of that. God, I would help, but I need help. Oh, here's the answer. God, you know I would if I could. And God says, let's get you where you can. Let's get you out of your ability and over into my ability. Let's, let's not just, I don't know how to go there. God says, you can sow and grow your way there. You can start where you're at, and I'm going to grow you up into these things. Now listen, and it says, it ties this verse number nine. As it is written, he, the benevolent person, scatters abroad. He gives to the poor. His deeds of justice and goodness, kindness and benevolence will go on and endure forever. And God, who provides seed for the sower, bread for the eating, will also provide and multiply your resources for sowing. Now God's a seed provider. God will provide the seed that you need. You know, Sandy and I were talking about this, and, and even since she, she told me, when I shared it with her, I said, you know, uh, I told her, I said, you know, God provides seed. Every seed that God provides her, he envelopes in and closes in a harvest. So when, so look at the goodness of God. When we say, all right, God, I'm believing you for this seed as a, as a faith promise, uh, Jacob said that. He said, Lord, if you will bless me, I will give to you. The tithe, and we know more than that, that he, he went way beyond that, see? The tithe first is God's. We give to God what's God's. The tithe isn't, we don't, we don't give, the tithe isn't ours to give, it's God's. All right? And then, but the offering, see, is a seed that we sow. But God gives us the seed to sow, enclosed in a harvest. And if we recognize it as seed, then the Lord, when we sow it in the good ground at his direction of his mission, his heart, the blessed thing that he's doing, then 
He lords over that. He waters it, makes it rain on it. He uh, increases it. He grows it. He's the grower of all things. Remember, one sows, one waters, but God gives the increase. And then, listen, he gives you another increased multiplied harvest, which again includes envelopes and new seed. How, how, I mean, you know, when you start to understand the plan, it's like, you can't lose tied up with this guy who's such a winner. Anyway, you turn, you know, uh, you're going to see the blessing of God. Say this with me. Say, Jesus, be the Lord of my harvest. Well, then he has to be the Lord of our seed. Because all harvests come from a seed. But every harvest includes a seed. Amen. All right. And it's so, for scattering abroad. I, I just want to share this. So yeah. not only are the rewards of people for our life, which is heavenly, eternal rewards. Yes. But it's that eternal. joy from knowing that when we do give to missions, we're helping people locally and all around the world, the nations of the world. I encourage you, if you don't already have one of those papers out there, um, and if there, if there isn't any more, just let Sonia know and she'll print up some more. But it tells of all the, the, the missionaries all over the yeah. world, you know, and things that we're doing locally. Uh, every campus has local uh, things that we uh, uh, participate in, and then we're reaching nations all over the world. Um, but also, too, when we give in such a way like that, especially in missions, God's promise is that he will supply all of our needs, mm-hmm. spirit, soul, and body. Way above and beyond anything we could ever think or imagine, you know. But like Pastor said, if you don't plant a seed, you can't get a harvest. You know, you can't this summer go around whining, well, I wish I, you know, man, I want some, you know, tomatoes. I want some onions. I want some lettuce. And I go out there and there's nothing there. Well, did you plant the seed? Mm -hmm. You know, you can't go out and expect to reap a harvest in something that you never planted. So you got to plant. And like Pastor said, the tithe is God. We're talking about offerings and then special to missions. But I'll tell you, you know, last year when we committed, you know, on our uh, faith uh, promise card, the Lord had spoken an amount it was, uh, to wasn't us. in the budget. And I mean, uh, you know, I had one amount. Pastor had another's. But I did honor him and say, okay, but if, that, if that's what you feel, I'm going to go with that, even mm-hmm. though it was a lot more. And there was no way, if I looked in the natural... There was no humanly natural way that we could commit to that. But we wrote it down in faith because we believed that that was the amount the Lord spoke. Yeah. And he said, just trust me. If, if I don't bring it in, you're, you're not, not obligated to give it. To give it. It's right. not like you're going to, you know, I'm going to say to you, oh, well, now go, you know, go sell all of your stuff so you can give that amount. He said, just believe me. And I'll tell you, you know. When certain extra would come in, the Lord would speak to mm-hmm. us, pay your tithes on that, mm-hmm. keep a percentage, and then the rest I want you to sow into missions. And some of our new seed was in our old harvest. We did sell some stuff mm-hmm. uh, at, at a profit, you know, uh, you know, more than what we'd paid for that, we, that became obvious in moving forward. Sometimes your old stuff doesn't yeah. move forward into your new stuff. And that we gave that to missions. But we sowed it forward. Yeah. A seed is always about your future. Right. 
It's always about your future. But, but anyway, we mm-hmm. met that commitment, and it was only by, by God's grace, the, God, the grace of God. That and all look, grace abounded. Once again, though, there yeah. was no pressure because, you know, we knew. God said, yeah. write it, though, mm-hmm. you know, because if you don't write it, you're not even at least have anything to believe for. Mm-hmm. And, but don't put down what you can do. Put down what you is a, out of your comfort zone and just watch and see what God does. And once again, you're not under any obligation, but watch and see what God will do. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just awesome to us because when it got down to the end of the year, it's like, whoa, how did that happen? You know, now we paid our tithes. Yeah. We gave to other needs in the church. Yeah. But when it came to the missions, it was like we knew God would say certain things when it came in. That was for missions or do this. That was for missions. Mm-hmm. But anyway, you know, just trust God and believe him because I'll tell you, we were blessed, though, uh, above and beyond anything we could think of and in other areas because I believe we obeyed God because this is very that. close to God's we, heart. We did that month by month. Yeah. It was, the amount was too big. We didn't have, now I'm, I'm all for believing, I want to sow greater seed. Uh, but we were at a place of believing month mm-hmm. to month, which is good from the standpoint that every month, see, we had to look to God to provide seed for us. Now that opened us up to saying, God, I need to understand your plan. Yeah, you tell me, show me what yes. to do. That's what I'll do, and that's what and that's what we were looking to him as he was looking at uh, us, and we're in partnership and involved in thing. And I'll tell you, God put some super on our natural. Now, now, uh, you know, it didn't come out. It didn't rain out of heaven. You know, one day it went down and just you know there it was laying on the ground. But we looked around and there it was. Because of the word of God, say it. It's good. God is, is. Is it better? You know, Tiffany. Is it better to go to the gym one time and say, "There you go, all done," or to be com- or to be committed to a regular routine of little by little, you build strength, you build thing, month to month versus you know, all right, you know, I'm gonna come on Christmas and New Year's and that'll be it. My New Year's resolution, then I go to Christmas, boy, what a gift I gave myself. I did my exercise twice. It was good. Oh, hallelujah. No, we know it's a process. The project, the big projects are a process in our life. So don't be uh, at the, you know, if you're at the place of, of paycheck to paycheck, week to week, month to month, it's okay. God knows, you know. You, you will, you'll still always be living until this side of eternity, day by day. And listen, if you feel more comfortable, because I think on the card there's just two options, like yeah. weekly and monthly. So if you feel more comfortable and you just want to say, well, I'm going to believe for that period of one year mm-hmm. that God's going to, I'm going to give this much to mission. Yeah. So if you want to just write down, mm-hmm. you know, uh, $500 for the year, 2000 3000 for the right. year. If you just want to write yearly, and then that way, if that makes you feel better, in. and then as it yeah. comes in, you just give, and you put on your thing, this is my faith That's promise. They keep fine. up with it in Montgomery, yeah. so then you'll know, yeah. in case you lost track, mm-hmm. you'll know how much yeah. you ended up giving mm-hmm. when you get your end of the year. But if that, for some people, that works better because they go, well, I don't want to say, mm-hmm. you know, I give that every month, but then what if I don't, you know? Uh, 
write yearly then if that makes you feel better. You know, but remember, even if you commit yeah. to a monthly amount, that's between you and God. Yes. You know, so some months maybe it might come in, maybe it won't. So mm-hmm. I just want to help people because sometimes we we don't know because it hasn't been we don't understand or we haven't mm-hmm. operated in this way before, but it's having faith yeah. and trusting God. But I want to give a praise report. Before you do that, I want to say that this is a is a truth. Listen, it is not how you start, it's how you finish. Yes. And see, God's not finished with you. He's not finished blessing you. He's not finished making you a blessing. See, you may not have it at the start, yes. but it's how you finish. Right. And I'm going to tell you something. With God, you're going to finish rich. Yes. Rich yes. relative in the thing where the kingdom of God is concerned. Amen. How it is right now. That sets some of you free right now. See, because you are going to finish well. You are going to finish. Yes. You aren't going to finish broke, busted, and disgusted. You are going to, and and broken down, and you know, driven out of your body with sickness and disease, and all of your, you know, I mean, you're looking over your children, you're wondering which one's going to take care of you. I love both of mine, but ain't either one of them going to take care of me. <clears throat> Amen. Uh, are you listening? Hallelujah. We we're gonna we we're just gonna you know be blessed all the way on uh, through. But it's how you finish. Yes. And God's not done blessing you yet. Where you're at right now is not where you're going to stay. Did you hear me? How it is right now. I set you free from that by telling you the truth. You are going to finish your course, amen, well, strong, more alive, healthy and wealthy in the things that God says this is true prosperity for your life. And there's a fulfillment and satisfaction coming to you this year like no other year before. There are some dots that are going to be connected this year that are going to help you to stay in your place, stay in the grace of God, create some space for you, and you and God are going to have, some, have a good time in doing this. God's full of joy. God's full of happiness. God's full of, you know, because he's making good things happen. And good things are going to happen to you. Miracles, healings, restorations, and divine prosperity. I said miracles, healings, restorations, and divine prosperity. I said healings, miracles, restorations, and divine prosperity. Well, why do you say that? Because I say so. Yes. I heard God say it, and I'm in agreement with him. For you, go ahead and give and them a praise attach report. attach that Ms. to Sandy. your seed for yes. missions. Attach those things to the seed mm-hmm. for missions. Amen. Last year, we had faith promise cards that were turned in, and they totaled up to $7,140. That's what people wrote saying, this is what I'm going to believe I can get. They all totaled up to 7140 But at the end of the year, mm-hmm. what actually came in for missions was $10,294, amen? So we exceeded even what people thought. So see, some people may not even have filled out a card till later on, you know, and some wrote some little amount, but then God spoke to them differently or God blessed them and then said, well, you know what? I need to give this submission. So Mm -hmm. see, don't limit God. This is Mm -hmm. awesome what God is doing throughout Mm -hmm. the nations. And I'm telling you, it's taken more now than never, Mm -hmm. than ever, to do all we got to do in all of the places so that everybody hears the gospel. Yes, amen. And we're looking, we're, we're looking to go. But that's a, that's a 30% 
increase, guys, beyond. This is a year, I heard the Lord say this, he goes, it will be a year of more than asked for. Remember Solomon asked for a hearing heart. God, I need to know your heart. I need to hear you, your heart for this people. Make me a servant to this people. And what did God say? I'm going to give you that and more than you asked for. He's, what are you saying? God, help me to partner and participate in your plan, to understand your plan for myself and for this people. And what did God say? And I'm going to give you that and more than you asked for. And boy, did God give him more than he asked for. You know, God's going to give you and I more than we asked for. Amen. So it's okay to underpromise, but believe God to overdeliver. That's what happened here. This is an underpromise, but an overdelivery. God is, listen, God is the provider. He's the promiser. He's the promiser. Amen. He's the promiser. And we're saying, God, if you will, I will. Just be willing. That's the question, the end question. Will you do what you can, whatever God enables you to do? And that's the individual thing, guys. That's your purpose in your heart. You know, as for saying, and I, we've been blessed uh, in that. You know, uh, it is a must pay now. It is a priority because it's the right project. It makes good sense. It's an overall purpose for our life. We can take everything that we do, both naturally and spiritually, and line it up and say, people for our life. We found the heart of God. And we're experiencing the hand of God. Now, we're living by faith, just like you do. You know, uh, uh, you know um, you're not looking at millionaires up here yet. I said, yeah. Amen. I'm not looking at millionaires out there yet. But you're not far from that door. Hallelujah. Because God can turn things. God can bring some stuff. Amen. God's going to bless you more than you ask for. Amen. Did you get anything out of this today? Well, hopefully it's enough. You know. You don't have to buy the condo. You know. Uh, this isn't a timeshare presentation. <laughs> you, you, you have time to think about it. It's no pressure. We don't need your credit card number right now uh, before you get out the door. Uh, it's not a high-pressure sales thing. This is simply, listen, we're telling you uh, from God's word, but also sharing uh, with you, you know, we have seen God work, yes. and we need God to work, uh, you know, uh, uh, in our lives and through our lives. and But we also realize that we've got to work with God, you know. And I wish I had known these things so long ago. We started doing this thing a long time ago, but not to the degree we didn't have root down in it like we do right now, you know. I thank God that we're able to share with you, hopefully, you know, clearly, and plainly enough information and trusting God to give you a revelation and that you could find an application and participation in your life. And I'll guarantee you this, the end result of that will be a transformation in the nations of the world, in people for your life, and in your personal life right here 
uh, at home. What a day we live in when you can be here and make such a difference there and there and there and there. And the ultimate there is when we get there to heaven, there will be people that will be there because of what you did from here. Amen. You want to pray, Mama? Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you, Father. We thank you, God, for your word. We thank you, God, for your faithfulness in our lives. And God, for the hearts, our Mm -hmm. hearts, God, to want to be like you to want to serve like you, to want to give like you, Father. We thank you, God, for giving us the seeds to be able to sow because you are the Lord Mm -hmm. over all of our harvest, Father. We thank you for the opportunity, God, to be able to touch and reach our uh, community, to reach and touch our cities, Father, and to reach the nations of the world right here from Alexander City. We thank you, God, for each and every one here. We thank you, God, that favor is over their lives, God, that everywhere they go everything they do god favor chases them down Mm -hmm. we thank you for wholeness and health god in every area of their life being met right now according to your riches and glory and we'll give you all of the praise and all of the glory in jesus precious name amen Amen. some of you are questioning your heart how that is a that is a viable question But you know, to walk in the miraculous of God, to walk in the supernatural of God, you've got to, you and I have to be able to say, God, you're the how. Mm -hmm. You know how. Even if I don't, you know how. But you will tell me, and you will show me for in 2022, I'll know what to do because I'm looking to you, and you always know what you're going to do. Remember, he, he tells us to do something. And then we start figuring out how we're going to do that in our own natural strength. You have to kind of give up that because because uh, it, it, it doesn't always add up. It doesn't always add up. But when you say, God, you know how, and when we're looking to him, he'll show it to you. Little by little, step by step, one by one, day by day. See, just be willing. To pray and to obey, and God will show, God will make a way where there doesn't seem to be a way. You know, these are things that we that we step out into the supernatural of God, beyond the natural. See, into the supernatural supply of God. Abraham, uh, the Bible says that you know uh, he made the sacrifice, and the Lord interrupted him, and that, and then he looked, he turned, and he saw. The provision of God. He saw. While Abraham was walking up one side of the mountain. Going not knowing. Just committed to do what God had, had told him to do. By faith and obedience. The, the ram was walking up the other side of the mountain. God had provision and supply. Promise was coming to. Uh, promise was going up one side. Provision was coming up the other side. And when we're willing to quote go through with it. When we're willing to go all the way with God, you'll look and there will there it'll there it is. And Abraham said this. He said, "In the mount of the Lord it shall be seen." We say Jehovah Jireh, or you know, the Lord my provider. But that's the that's how it works. Amen. It's in the going. See, committed to obey God. God, if you will, I will. That and Abraham said that. You know, he said, "The Lord will provide." The Lord will provide. Say it with me. Say the Lord will provide. The Lord will provide. While I'm walking in obedience. In the promise.
the provision is walking towards me in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you for being with us today. We want to pray as always with you that you would have a heart that's at rest because you understand the plan and know that you are so very blessed. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.